interests in health and well-being with different perspectives to bring you a variety of tips and tricks for feeling your best and living a full, healthy life. Let's get started. Hey guys, happy Monday. So today's episode was so much fun. I had my assistant, Sam, um, she came up with some really great questions and she interviewed me. So it was um, a little bit different in terms of structure and interview, but uh, she came up with some really cool questions and we talked about you know, debunking some of the common diet trends and also... Um, common issues that young women are facing today, whether it's in terms of continuing to stay active after college, in the pandemic, um, when life changes, how you can kind of maintain some of those habits that you enjoyed. And also the three things that I would take to a desert island if I could. Um, It was really fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. Sam is just such a delight and it was a pleasure Uh, recording this podcast together. So yeah, let's get into it. All right. This is so exciting. So it's Kristen and Sam. Sam is the assistant for Holistic with Kristen. So we work super close together um, behind the scenes, doing all the good stuff with the content creation and the graphics and brainstorming and just literally helps move everything along. So I'm excited to have you here. And I'm like a little bit nervous because I'm on the other side this time. So you're going to be asking me questions. Um, But yeah, I think, um, well, let's get started. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you for for letting me do this. This is this is kind of fun. I'm really, well, I'm just excited to learn more because I feel like I work so closely with you in some ways. And then I feel like I'm kind of closed off to a certain part of what you do. And I like, I know so much about the behind the scenes that I don't know what happens in the upfront process. So I'm excited to hear more about it. That's a good Um, point. But I think the thing that, well, the first thing that I want to ask that I was most interested to know is I really want to know about how you got into health coaching. Because I feel like everybody that I talk to in this field isn't just like, oh, I, I was really into being healthy and I just decided to be a health coach. Everyone has this really specific catalyst that like launched them into being a health coach. So when did you decide you want to be one? Where did the interest begin? Like what sparked your passion for all of this? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, It's crazy to think like I can think all the way back to when I was maybe 12 years old and I've told this story a few times. So if anyone's listening to any of my other podcasts on other people, (laughs) they may remember this story. But I remember, so every Sunday we would go to my grandparents' house and my grandfather always had prevention magazines. They were like these little magazines Um, And it was always about like the newest, like health, um, you know, the science behind certain things. And back then it was like the early nineties. So it was probably like low fat, everything like stay away from cholesterol, that kind of thing. But (laughs) I would always read them. So I would always scan through them and read them. And when we went to grandma's house, we got to eat all the things that we weren't allowed to eat at home because my mom was super health conscious for that time period, which was low fat yogurt, skim milk, and like Nilla wafers, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um, I was always kind of interested in learning more about nutrition and food and health. So I would read through those magazines and then, um, you know, I would, I would be eating like bagel bites and, and Twinkies and caffeine free Pepsi that grandma Foley would buy. <laughs> and it was like the best day ever. But then he got this free book from prevention for being a member for so long. 
And it was this big hardcover book. And I was probably like 12. And I read the whole thing from cover to cover. Like I just devoured that book. And then I started mm -hmm. thinking about the things I was eating. So even at that young age, I did like this little experiment. And I was like, I'm going to stop eating bagel bites because they're just like processed foods that aren't mm -hmm. like nutritious. So I did that. And then I remember being in their garage and kind of like skipping through the garage and like jumping over the threshold into the door. And I put that together that eating better, it was giving me more energy. And I noticed mm -hmm. that there was a difference in how I felt based on how I ate. So that was kind of like the first thing that I remember in terms of wanting to learn more, understanding how food could make you feel better, could make you feel worse. And then, you know, probably a couple of months went by and then I was like, forgot about it. Started eating like Pringles again or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> but that thought that that was always in the back of my mind. And then throughout, I would say, you know, my, my teen years and my twenties, um, the focus for me was always on being skinny. So it was always like calories. How can I, how can I lose weight? I need to create a calorie, you know, caloric deficit. And mm -hmm. I would do that. And I would read all these articles about celebrities, like 1200 calories a day and you'll lose weight. And I did it and I would lose weight, but then mm -hmm. I would gain it back. And it was always just this back and forth kind of um, struggle. And then once I decided to, I moved from the East coast to California, I was always kind of, I always gravitated towards that healthier lifestyle, just wanting to understand more, wanting to have access to like green juices and raw foods. And even in mm -hmm. Philadelphia, I was ordering these raw food meals that would come on dry ice from Venice from, I think it was in Santa Monica actually. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Which I saw when I moved out here and I was like, that's so weird. <laughs> I used to order from there to my office in Philadelphia. Um, oh my God. But I, I wanted, I just, I really had just such an inclination to be immersed in that world because I, I knew that I felt better that way. Um, so when I moved out here, I, I still had that, that mindset of like, you need to burn calories, you know, doing cardio and you need to like count calories. Yeah. And then gradually I started shifting into just more of like an intuitive flow. So I would spend a lot more time in nature because the weather here is beautiful. So mm -hmm. I would go on hikes and I would go on walks at the beach with the dog. And, um, I started just kind of incorporating more whole foods and less convenience foods. And little by little, I started to notice again, a difference in how I felt and how my skin looked. And then I thought back to all the years where the number on the scale was so much lower, but I had acne and I was bloated and I had digestive mm -hmm. issues because I was eating lean cuisines and Triscuits with string cheese and low fat cottage cheese doubles, like yeah. all this processed stuff. Um, and it just all started to kind of make sense. So then you know, I'm working a corporate job, which to be completely honest, like I've never really enjoyed, like, it's just never been my thing. It was what I yeah. thought you needed to do. You, you know, you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a job, you make really good money, you get bonuses, you get benefits, you get a 401k and you're happy. Yeah. Um, and I just, it just was never enough, you know, like I appreciate the stability, but I was always thinking about other things in terms of health and wellness and, you know, learning more and educating people. And I, I did go to school for psychology. So I have that natural mm -hmm. inclination to want to help people and understand how people operate and mm -hmm. also working in human resources for so long, you know, same, same deal. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of us in HR are also psych majors. And so there was just always this thought of, of wanting to this desire to put the learning, the knowledge, you know, 
alongside the teaching aspect of it and just to help other people kind of learn what I've learned. But it's really hard to give up a salary and benefits and all that. So I didn't, you know, I just continued on like, oh, that sounds nice. Um, And then I was in this job. This was about four or five years ago now. And it was, you know, corporate HR. It was for a company that was a lot more creative than I was used to, which is what I wanted. So I had that, that Mm. kind of aspect, but it was just like one step closer to like figuring out what I wanted to do. And it became very toxic. It was a very, very toxic environment. There was an acquisition. There was so much turnover and so much change. And I should Mm -hmm. have left way sooner than, than I actually was let go. So I was let go when I was pregnant and I was five months pregnant and I was like, Oh my God, half of me was elated. Like this is the best thing that's ever happened. I'm so relieved. And the other part of me was like terrified. Like this is the worst timing ever. Um, so I went home and I immediately enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I was like, I have this time. I'm not going to work before I have the baby. So I have like five more months and I'm going to maximize this. Like this was the universe telling me this is what I needed to do. And I wasn't going to do it on my own. You know, it was just like, I had this idea like, oh, while I'm on maternity leave, like while I still had that job while I'm on maternity leave, I'll figure it out. Like I'll figure it out. Like I'm not going back. Like I knew in my head, I wasn't going to go back, but I didn't Mm -hmm. know how I was going to make that happen because I knew I wanted to pursue this. I knew I wanted to go to school for this. And I knew I wanted to just immerse myself in health and wellness and share that with other people. Um, Because so many of my friends and my coworkers were always coming to me for advice. Like, you know, I don't know how you have the discipline and you work out and you eat so well all the time. And, um, I just, I really wanted to be able to cultivate that, but it was too scary to do that on my own. So universe, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So I did that and it was just the best thing I've ever done. I loved the education. I loved the the lectures, learning opportunities. I also loved that the Institute for Integrative Nutrition gives you kind of a little bit of um, like a marketing background. So you can learn how to actually create a business and it's not just about food. Um, and they also really focus on, you know, what we call our primary food. So things that are not actually food that impact your health and wellness, like relationships and career yeah. is, is a big one that I can personally say can really, really impact, you know, the way that you feel and the way that you, you know, carry yourself, whether you lose or gain weight, whether you have anxiety, depression, those things can all tie together. So very, very long story, but one that I, I think is, it was looking back, like it was such a, an exciting journey for me because everything happened the way that it's supposed to. And then working from home yeah. gave me a little bit more time to also put more, you know, energy into the business too. And to have those calls during lunch or in the morning or right after work, because there's no commute and there's no meetings that go a little too long in the hallway. And, you know, so it's just <laughs> yeah. been, everything has just kind of worked out, but, you know, I think, part of that too, is like taking that opportunity. So it's not like the universe just plopped it in my lap and here you go, you're now a health coach, but it was seeing those little like nuggets of, of opportunity and jumping on them. So now I get to do what I love. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's very just... long story. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's so worth it to hear like what an amazing, and I feel like your, your background already leads you like to have different inclinations than most people. I feel like most people would have just like continued to cling to the corporate structure just for that community. And you're like, just open enough to continue 
on the journey that the universe is telling you to take, which I think is amazing. Yeah, I think something that is really a good perspective to have when you're kind of contemplating a change is to look at it and ask yourself if it's scarier to stay where you are or if it's scarier to change. And that's kind of where I got to. Like if I looked 20 years from now and I haven't done anything differently, that's Mm -hmm. terrifying. So it was scarier to stay exactly where I was and do the same thing than it was to actually take that leap and, and try, try something, you know, and then pivot. So for anyone who's thinking about, you know, maybe the fact that they don't really align with their current career or lifestyle, you know, really ask yourself, like, maybe it's not as scary to make some changes and see what happens. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, talking about change, nice little segue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested to talk about food and your perspective on diet change and everything, particularly when I know you in all of your programs, you really push plant-based whole foods. I think you said like vegan for the most part. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like doctors that I've talked to have just said like, you should go vegan, you should go plant-based. So I want you to convince me right now. <laughs> why should I go vegan? Why should I go plant-based? Why should I give up my chicken nuggets? I, I want to hear your whole perspective on it because I'm so fascinated to hear just how it, how it impacts everything, specifically with the gut and the bloating, especially. Yeah. And one thing I will say is with chicken nuggets, you don't want vegan chicken nuggets either. So no. <laughs> right there, the processed junk food we want to eliminate completely, you know, yeah. except for the days where you're just kind of like, it's a nice emotional, you know, yes. joy and whatever. But um, no, I think part of it is, you know, it's not so much about vegan or plant-based. It's about eliminating the processed foods, eliminating Mm -hmm. the junk, eliminating, you know, when I first decided to try going vegan back in my, I would say mid, early to mid twenties, I stocked my refrigerator and my freezer with vegan processed foods. So vegan butter, vegan cheese, vegan Mm -hmm. Amy's mac and cheese, vegan, you know, chicken nuggets, like vegan, ground meat. And and so I was still just eating a lot of processed junk. So I think the important thing to remember, and, you know, plants offer just a a huge variety of of vitamins, nutrients, minerals, amino acids that you don't get from, you know, supplements or from just eating like a, a, you know, a meat heavy or animal protein heavy diet. So I think it's more about, I would say, incorporating the plants rather than eliminating meat. So Maybe, you know, someone who's contemplating adding, you know, uh, kind of shifting over to a more plant-based diet, add in leafy greens, add in whole grains like quinoa, add in organic, you know, if you can, fruits and vegetables. Um, I think, you know, lentils, beans, all of those things, look at them as something that's providing value instead of this Mm. substitute for something I really want. It's not about depriving yourself from that steak or that burger. It's about adding in all the things that are going to support you, your health and well-being. And, you know, there's a lot of foods that, that we call the good mood foods. So, you know, walnuts, they're, they're shaped like little brains and that's Ooh. not, that's not an accident. You know, I've heard <laughs> yeah. this, I've heard, actually, I've heard other people, Alicia had mentioned this the other day when we were chatting, um, if yeah. you guys listen to the podcast, you know, Alicia, Sam knows Alicia well too. <laughs> yeah. But um, they are just so incredible for supporting your brain and that serotonin and dopamine production. Um, You know, lentils, quinoa, spinach, all of those foods can really help boost your mood. Um, Magnesium is going to help you sleep, which is going to increase your mood. There's magnesium in spinach. So 
Um, mm. You know, if you really think about using food as medicine, then you're going to be more naturally inclined to lean towards a plant-based diet and really use it to your advantage. So I think it's less about be this vegan person, be this, you know, vegetarian, go plant-based. I think do what makes you feel good, you know, and sometimes someone will say, well, I'm going to go vegan. I'm going to go plant-based and they eat a lot of rice or they eat a lot Mm. of pasta and they're bloated all the time. They're like, this isn't working for me. And it's like, okay, that particular food maybe isn't working for you and (laughs) that's okay. You know? And then I say, try that, see how you feel eating that way. Um, give your body a chance to adjust, but if you need to add in some, you know, animal protein or you just really enjoy it, have some salmon, have, you know, a piece of grass fed, you know, organic beef or something like that. Um, but I think really just focusing on food as medicine. So your leafy greens, your whole grains, your beans, um, are just going to do wonders for bloating for your mood, for your sleep, for your energy levels. I think that you'll feel lighter. You'll feel more energetic. You're not kind of weighed down by a lot of that animal protein, which takes so much longer to break down. So that's another kind of aspect of it. When, when your body is working harder to break down food, that's where the energy is going. So it may not be going to regenerating some cells or fighting off, you know, a cold or something like that, or sleeping. You know, if you have a big heavy meal at night and you go out and you have a steak dinner, you may have trouble sleeping later that night um, because your body's working so hard and kind of keeping you up digesting that food. And also, um, gosh, I just lost my train of thought. There was a point I was going to make there. I can't remember (laughs) what it was. Oh, dairy. So dairy Mm. is very inflammatory for a lot of people and cause a lot of bloating. So that's something too, that I think when you remove dairy, um, you find that you're a lot more comfortable. You don't have bloating. You don't have, you know, inflammation. Um, and that's not for everyone. Everyone is different. Yeah. So I really, really stress that bio individuality, um, and doing what works for you. But the only way to figure that out is to try different ways of eating. So I'm all for a plant-based diet. Um, not necessarily vegan. I, I think, you know, there's definitely a place for salmon, for eggs, Mm-hmm. Um, you might find this hilarious, but I recently just had this inclination that I really want to try a bel campo meat burger. And I told my <laughs> husband, like, he's like very like when he makes the decision, there's no changing that ever. Like yes. he hasn't had meat this many years and he'll never have it again. And I've never been like that all or nothing. I'm like, if I want it, I'm gonna have it. Like nobody's gonna tell me what to do, you know, not even myself. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast with Anya who's the founder of Bel Campo meat and it's grass fed and they have these farms and it's just, um, I was intrigued. And then I was like, you know what? I kind of want to try a burger, like maybe in a lettuce wrap or something. Cause like, I feel like yeah. bread and meat and all that, like I'll need to sleep for three years, but um, <laughs> you could just have to do what feels good. And you kind of get into that after, you know, after learning your body and learning how you, you, you know, your body kind of works at its best then you can kind of experiment and you can do different things and eat more intuitively. So intuitively, I feel like for the first time in like five years, I really may consider incorporating animal protein in that way back into my diet. And I think, you know, things shift, your body changes, your hormones change, your lifestyle changes. And it's just, I think it's important to allow that flow. So 
if you're not plant-based and you want to try by all means, mm-hmm. I think, you know, do it, give it a shot. Um, and I think everyone can benefit from adding more plants into their diet. Did I convince yeah. you? <laughs> oh my, I'm like sitting, do you see me? I'm sitting here with my mouth, like hanging <laughs> open for anyone who's listening. My jaw is like on the floor. I feel like you just took like my almost like 24 years of, cause I'm, well, you know, I'm not sure that people know I grew up in the dance world and the dance world just has so much disordered eating and so much just like strife around food and just that just the simple little mind shifts that I'm not even sure that you realize when you were talking about it it's not that you have to eat these things but you get to eat these things and Mm -hmm. food is adding value and different things add different things also the idea that I'm tired after a meal because my body is working hard Mm -hmm. I just never put that together in my head. Like in my head, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm laying here. Cause the food is sitting in my stomach, like a rock, but it's yeah. my body's literally fighting to devour my pasta after I've eaten yeah. it. That's so like interesting to think about. Yeah. And something um, too, with things like pasta, because your brain takes about 20 minutes to recognize that the, the cues from your stomach that you're full, we mm-hmm. tend to overeat things like pasta and rice. And then they right. kind of just expand and sit in your gut. So you are, you really are like, overly full because if we're eating too fast or we're eating too much, then our body, ha- our brain hasn't gotten a chance to recognize the fact that we were full halfway through that meal. So that's something yeah. too, to keep in mind is to, you know, chew your food more slowly, eat more slowly, eat more mindfully, maybe not. Mm. I know it's hard to do, and I'm very guilty of this, but not in front of your <laughs> phone or not in front of your TV, but yeah, weird to just sit in silence, but you know, um, but yeah, sorry, I just needed to interject that. <laughs> No, I I love that. It's so valuable. And there's just, there's so much food content out there right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody and anybody is putting out their thoughts on food, like all the, what I eat in the days. And it's so rare that we actually hear the thought and the science behind everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually want to hear your thoughts on some of, um, I've been seeing, like, I'm sure you're like, I'm constantly scrolling like all day and just in taking all this new content. So I'm interested to see what you think about all of the like health fads and trends that are going on right now like which ones are you like not loving which would you want to debunk like basically what what are like millennial and gen zers doing right now that just like needs to go away like yeah. trying to think i'm thinking like um the 75 day hard trend um if you've seen like the that girl morning mm-hmm. routine things like that what in those veins do you think are like maybe not the best and could be readjusted. Oh my gosh. We could do an entire podcast on this. I know I flagged it for later. (laughs) Yeah. This is like, I need to like be very thoughtful about what I say. Of course. (laughs) Because I want to be like, it's all bullshit. Like the intention behind 90% of the people that are jumping onto those trends or why those trends are created It's all about a quick fix. It's all about, oh, this will fix me. This will get me where I want to be. This will help me lose weight. This will not, this will not help you. This is not going to help you long-term. You do 75 Mm -hmm. days, you might lose weight, feel amazing. You get that reward of knowing that you were able to stick to something. That's incredible. Well, then what? Yeah, you're done. And then you're, you're probably rewarding yourself with all the things that you weren't doing before. So it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And, you know, I, I, Oh, it just kills me when I see like the keto diet. Well, my friend lost 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. That's great. She probably did. And she's going to gain it all back. 
you know, yeah. and in the meantime, what did she do to her metabolism and to her hormones and to her, you know, brain function and her sleep? And it just, then, you know, I hear, well, I'm going to try these supplements. You know, my friend's using this and it's always just trying to latch on to that next thing that's going to fix a problem. And none of those diets are going to fix any problem. Like, and there's also no one size fits all for everyone. So I always say yeah. if there was, the business would, would be gone. There would be no more money to be made by all these companies that are promoting, you know, wellness products and foods and diets and supplements and programs. Like all of that would cease to exist because this one thing would work. And that yeah. would be that, you know, we'd all be in the best health and, and, and that would be it. There'd be no more books. There'd be no more, you know, it's just so crazy to me. And it makes me sad. I think, you know, I, I definitely, um, I've been doing, you know, I've been looking for that, that answer, that quick fix for, I would say since I was 12 years old, you know, yeah. I've been looking, I was thinking last night and for my entire life, every single day, since I can remember probably back to when I was like 10, I remember saying to my grandmother, like, oh, well, I'm fat. And she was like, what? Yep. You're not, you're not fat. And I remember being like in the mall with my mom saying like, I haven't eaten anything yet today except gum. I love that empty feeling in my stomach. And every single day of my life, since I can remember, I have thought about what does my body look like? What do I weigh? Mm -hmm. Even if I'm not on the scale, I wonder what the scale would say if I got on it, but I'm not going to get on it. Like, you know, and I think learning how to fuel your body how to, you know, cultivate other ways of, of, you know, ways to find joy in your life other than your appearance. So whether that's, you know, exercising for pleasure, going on mm -hmm. hikes, just kind of creating that lifestyle that's going to support your body. Like I was saying earlier, eating foods for, you know, what they provide, not because of the calorie content, um, or whether they're going to boost your metabolism and help you lose weight. I think that's what we all really need to focus on because yeah. there is no quick fix. And I, I, I get so, I just feel so bad because I've been there. I've done that. And I feel so bad watching other people spend their money on things and putting their hope into these, these products or these diets and, you know, reading this book and then spending $400 at the grocery store, buying all the foods that this doctor told you. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of science behind that. There is a lot of science behind the keto diet that yes, in ketosis, you know, you're, you're burning fat, you're, you can lose weight, but you're also putting so much stress on your pancreas. Like people get pancreatitis from that high fat diet. I know someone in my family that's happened wow. to but the scale is going down and that's all that matters. Right. It's yeah. Like, so I say anytime there's something that's offering this promise that seems too good to be true, it is. And mm -hmm. it's very simple there. You know, it doesn't need to be complicated. There doesn't need to be tracking of macros and, you know, protein, which by the way, no one is ever in a protein deficiency. So this idea that we need to make sure we're getting enough protein, like you're not lacking protein if you're eating a well-balanced diet, it's just not going to yeah. happen. Um, so I just would say, oh, my son, did you hear me? He's like, mama. <laughs> oh, so so he, he's very well, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think, like I said, I, it's just all bullshit. It's all yeah. based in marketing. The wellness world right now, I think it's like a $60 billion industry which yep. yes, I'm a part of, but, you know, just be mindful of, of 
what you're buying into, like literally and figuratively. And it's just, it's really, really simple. Like it does, it's not complicated. Food is fuel. And yes, sometimes food is, you know, emotional eating. And I think that's fine or celebratory, you know, I think as long as you're doing it mindfully and like, I may say like, I'm tired today. I know I'm craving carbs. Maybe today's the day I'm going to have that Amy's mac and cheese and you know, Mm -hmm. so be it, but I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, Most days I don't do that because I do sleep well and I do prioritize things like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, again, it's very simple, whole unprocessed foods, um, slow down, you know, everything is so fast paced, hustle, hustle right now. And it's, that's why we're so inclined to buy the convenience foods and the packaged foods because it's easier, but, um, you know, and sometimes it's cheaper too, but if you can just take a little bit of time and just plan, not even meal prep, but plan to have the things in your house, in your kitchen that you can make a quick, healthy meal with, Mm-hmm. that's the key. The key is not in a book or a program or a supplement or a diet. And so, yeah, I feel very strongly. I feel like there's just so much manipulation and it's so easy to want that answer, you know, and the mm-hmm. answer is really, it sounds so cliche, but the answer is really like, it's within you. It's, it's you know, it's the decisions that you're making and, and prioritizing your health over convenience over, you know, these empty promises. So I I don't know if that answered your question. (laughs) No, definitely. I, oh my God, I wish I'd met you like 10 years ago (laughs) because you wouldn't believe you're still young, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm I'm sure, you know, just like, and so many of the things that you were talking about, I'm just resonating so deeply with, like, I remember my God being like eight years old and like at my Girl Scout troop meeting and like standing in line to like get pizza because it was pizza night or whatever and like walking past a window and I like saw that my stomach was sticking out because I'm eight and have it and have baby chubs as an eight-year-old and I was like oh my God I'm fat I need to suck in my stomach like at eight years old that's crazy and it just like continues to spiral and I feel like people congregate on these ideas that like we're gonna do this quick fix together. I know a lot of my friends would like do diets together. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, we're only eating salads this week and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. And it's just, it's so interesting how, um, how we all come together over problems and relishing in those problems and then trying to come to a quick solution together. Yeah. Um, It's almost like you get validation by having a a partner in that crime. Like I remember I had a friend and we were doing the master cleanse. We went out and we bought all the lemons and the cayenne and the maple syrup. And I didn't yeah. last a day, but then, you know, <laughs> she, she would give me like a tip, like, Oh, well, sometimes at night I take a Benadryl so that I just fall asleep and then I don't eat anymore. And I was like, that's a good idea. And now I look back and I'm like, Oh, you have to put yourself to sleep. So you don't eat. So you can stay skinny. Like yeah. how sad. Right. But that we bonded over that, you know, you bond over like, Oh, you look skinny today. I know I'm not eating. Like I remember those conversations and I don't know, it's, it's tricky. And I think, you know, the more we can focus on, I think, I think the conversation has changed and I I don't think that that's as, as normal as it used to be. I think now it's more, you know, body positivity, which is interesting in and of itself, but just kind of, there's definitely a shift there, which I think, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I would say, I bet everyone listening has a story like you just shared. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the conversation's changing more to eating for energy now, Mm -hmm. because I feel like 
I feel like uh, there's been a huge surge, at least that I've seen over the last year or so of just seeing more women and female identifying people in the gym, like lifting weights, yeah, which I think is really fascinating. And so many of my friends, I have a few friends who are personal trainers and they were just like, girl, you got to eat. Like if you want energy, you need to increase your calories. And when were we ever told that in our lives before? Yeah. And I just think that it's really interesting that the narrative is shifting to that. Um, but speaking of the gym and stuff, I do want to mm-hmm. talk about exercise and movement. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's obviously, it's a really big part, I think of both of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this. So what would you say to someone who, someone like me or someone who was maybe an athlete in college and throughout their lives, just training very actively from the time they were young all the way through college to now transitioning into an adult life into something more sustainable. So going from essentially, I felt like I overtrained my whole life and was just like constantly, constantly moving, like from class to dance class to rehearsal, Mm -hmm. 20,000 steps a day across campus. And then like collapsing into bed at the end of night. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And now like to now having to develop a routine for myself that's not built out. What is your number one tip for sustainability and exercise and movement and doing it because you enjoy it, like movement that you enjoy? What are your, cause I feel like you're, I know you're doing your, um, what is it, your 30 day hiking your mountain every yeah. day, which is beautiful. Yeah. Day 17, I think today. <laughs> yes. That's all. So what's your, what is your tip for consistency for someone who had such a rigid routine in the past and developing that on your own now? Um, I would say three things. One, you kind of touched on. So first I would say, remember that overtraining or overexerting yourself or, you know, kind of sustaining that level of exertion does put Mm -hmm. some stress on your body. So your, your stress hormones are likely elevated, your cortisol, your adrenaline, and that can cause inflammation in the body that can cause disease later Mm -hmm. in life. If that continues long-term inflammation in general, Um, you also, you know, will eventually probably get to a point where you're burnout. So um, I think remembering that reducing those stress hormones will actually benefit you will help you if you need to lose weight, it's going to help your weight kind of regulate itself, because your body tends to hold on to weight when you're stressed. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think mentally, like brain fog, that will kind of dissipate if your body's not under that stress. So there is a lot of benefit to slowing down a little bit, but you don't want to become stagnant, you want to stay healthy, and you want to stay active. So then I think the second part would be finding things that, you know, thinking about what it was that you really enjoyed. What did you look forward to when you were, you know, um, kind of in that lifestyle? Did you love this particular dance class? Did you love this Mm. particular training? Did you actually really enjoy the walking between the classes and getting fresh air in the middle of the day? And then figuring out how you can incorporate those things into your life now. So if that's taking a walk or if that's taking a class. um, And then maybe it's, you know, creating a variety throughout the week. So you're hitting a few of those things that you enjoyed to do and really kind of thinking about even think back to like what you like to do as a kid, you know, did you love to roller skate or did you love to like race with your friends or swim in the pool or play, you know, dodgeball or something like that? Like think about what you really enjoyed because that's going to lead me to number three, which is the consistency part of it. So, Mm. you know, doing something once a week, that you're kind of dreading isn't really going to have too many, you know, 
benefits associated with it. In fact, it might have the opposite effect because you're stressed out about something you don't really feel like doing and then you feel guilty mm-hmm. when you don't do it. So consistency, and I think building that good healthy routine is based on like small regular habits. So for example, when I decided to do Fry, I do Fryman Canyon every day for 30 days. The only reason that I agreed myself to do that with myself <laughs> was because it's not that hard. So if I had yeah. been thinking like I need to hike Runyon Canyon every day for 30 days, I wouldn't, I would have done it. I'll do it maybe three times a week. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And then I would have felt like, oh, I failed. I didn't do what I wanted to do because it's too hard. Like if I'm going to do something regularly, it has to be something that I'm going to be able to stick to. So I think you know, if you're trying to build a new habit, then I would say start with 10 minutes, start with 20 minutes, start with 30 minutes, 45, whatever is going to get you there without kind of dreading it. And then do that consistently because it's much more helpful to do something small most days than to do one thing once a week. So that would be my key or my trick is to kind of incorporate smaller more manageable pieces and then you know creating a routine out of that and you can always add on to it and some days you're not going to do it and some days you will but you know I think looking at what you really enjoy and and what you where you can find that time that you can commit to um and you know I think for some people that's in the morning for some people that's in the evening for others that might be in the afternoon because you have a break in between classes or at lunch or Mm -hmm. something like that um But yeah, I think enjoying the workout or the exercise. And again, the same as with food, looking at that as all of the value that that's providing. So even, you know, a 30 minute walk around the block, listening to a podcast, you're getting your blood circulation, you're getting your lymphatic system moving, you're getting, you know, the, the endorphins flowing, you're getting that, uh, that you're releasing some of that stress that you might not have realized you were holding on to. I find that I get a clear perspective or creative ideas just come to me, or I didn't even realize I was thinking about it, a problem. And all of a sudden I've got a resolution. So there's just so much value in that movement, um, you know, and stretching your body and, and lengthening and, and toning. Um, that's going to help you as you get older too, when our, our ligaments mm-hmm. start to kind of tighten up and bone density starts to lessen. And there's just such preventative value in that daily movement that will help you from, you know, suffering from some of the effects of not doing that later in life. So again, it's just like a mood booster, looking at it as something that's adding, you're not, you're not losing time because you have to go do this. You're adding, you know, these, these benefits into your life and you're supporting your body and your mind. Um, So yeah, those would be my tips. Doing something that you really enjoy is important too, because how many times, like I signed up for a Barry's camp and I went (laughs) and I was like, Oh my God, this was amazing. It was so freaking hard. Like I just killed myself. My endorphins are flying high. I could run miles right now. And then like three days later, I had two more classes and I was like, I I just, no, I can't. (laughs) I just don't want, I don't want to exert myself like that. Like, so I ended up wasting the two more classes I had in my newbie package. And I was like, it's just not for me. I'm not going to go consistently. Like I liked it but I'm not, it's not something I'm, I'm going to go. I'm not going to go. I've proven to myself. I already like didn't go. It was just too much. And it's not, I'm not going to go regularly. So I've kind of learned like what my body likes, what my body feels good doing. And, you know, even though I could do a level two Pilates class, I tend to just go for like the level ones because I'm going to go. I know it's, and, and it's better to go to a level one 
five times than a level two once. So again, that consistency of just moving your body and those little incremental kind of, um, you know, periods of time where you are getting that movement in is compounding over time. And it's, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel like a lot, but, but it really is. So that's, those are my tips. <laughs> that's amazing. I love you. I love that you have such a focus on mood. I feel like that's something so unique about your thought process on everything that it all comes back to just how you're feeling and yeah. not just, you not even just like your physical health, like it impacts you mentally so much. And mm-hmm. I love that you tie that into everything. Um, yeah. I never like, cause I always like, you feel better after you work out. Everyone always says that mm-hmm. after you go to the gym, you feel better after you run, like the endorphins are flying. And I never realized that I'm not just feeling better because I exerted myself. Like I, mm-hmm. there's a literal chemical reaction yeah. happening. Yeah. That's really, really interesting to think about. It's so true. I mean, you know, if I'm being completely honest, I used to take Klonopin, I used to take Xanax and I, mm-hmm. it's been years. I haven't taken any, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I have yeah. been able to manage my own anxiety by the foods that I'm eating by, you know, therapy is always good too. Um, but also, you know, it, it, again, all of the little things that kind of add up to the bigger picture and I don't have the need for those, those anymore. Um, maybe someday I will, again, there's nothing wrong with that and it it served (laughs) its purpose. Um, but yeah, I've really managed to improve my mood, my anxiety, my irritability. And I think too, because I, I know that I I usually have a pretty full day. Um, Mm. it is so helpful to go take a walk, to go hike, to go to Pilates, to do a 10 minute meditation or to pop on to Melissa Woodhouse for her 17 minute full body workout. Like that completely changes the way that I'm able to approach the rest of my day. You know, the, the level of patience I have in meetings or my reaction to certain things, like it's a lot less quick and, you know, a little bit more mindful. Whereas (laughs) if I jump out of bed and I have to get on calls and meetings and this and that, like, I'm just not I'm not the same, you know, so it helps everyone. Yeah. <laughs> in the long run. That is so funny. I'm like, thinking we're totally on the same page with that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Cause of course you wouldn't be in a good mood. Like after you're in getting out of bed, fight or flight, no. not ready no. for anything. No. And I That's did that hilarious. for a long time. And then there's, you know, what they call your emotional wake. So, you know, you wake up and you're rushed and you're late and you get to work and you're like, ah, God, my morning was so crazy. And then all the people around you were like, oh my God, like, this is like too much, you know? So it's yeah. all about kind of like, it does have that ripple effect positively or negatively. That's so interesting. I mm-hmm. I have to have you like meet my boyfriend one day because this boy <laughs> wakes up like three minutes before class and like consistently, like three minutes before everything. And I swear he's like the happiest person that I know, <laughs> like inside and out. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like he could roll out of bed, be in class three minutes later and be happy to be there. I'm like, oh. I love that. Everyone's so different, you know? Everyone's so different. And if he's doing something he really enjoys and that's part of it, like that's a big yeah. piece of, of waking up joyful and excited about life. Whereas I can think back to times where I was waking up and I was like, just dreading everything I had, yeah. the job I had, the people I was around. And like, that made it really hard. But if he's waking up and he's like, I can't wait. <laughs> He's like, I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. So, so speaking of joy, I want to talk about something that brings you joy. I want to talk about being a mom and being a business owner, because 
obviously I'm not ready to be a mom yet. I'm looking at so many of my friends that are deciding right now, like, am I going to go work? Am I going to be a mom and things like that? So how did you balance being a mom, being in corporate, being a mom and now being a business owner? And what is your biggest tip for moms that are reevaluating and looking to get back into work? And what's your biggest tip for that balance essentially? Oh my gosh. I know it's a big question. It, I feel like it changes every day. Um, yeah. My plans initially, nothing went according to plan. You know, like I didn't know I was going to go back to human resources. I didn't know my husband was going to be the stay at home parent. I didn't know there was going to be a pandemic and I'd be working from home anyway. It was all kind of, I, I guess that's the ticket is flexibility. You know, you can't get so tied to a certain outcome because you never know what's going to happen, especially with children and with the world as it is now. But I think, gosh, this is going to sound really selfish, but the most important thing I think for me in maintaining that balance is taking that time for myself, Mm -hmm. going to those classes in the morning, taking that time for, you know, a quick breath work or meditation, getting my movement in, you know, prioritizing the healthy foods that we, that we buy, um, and making them and not succumbing to the fact that like, we're tired and we should just order out, you know, we, we put some thought into what we're going to have for dinner, for example, and it's not complicated, but it's, it's nutritious, you know, it's, Mm. um, and I think, yeah, flexibility is so important. So taking that time for yourself, flexibility, and really getting clear on your goals, like, there's a lot of noise. I think people get, you know, in their heads and there's just like, mm-hmm. I have to do, to do lists and, you know, um, this feeling of having to be productive all the time. And I think like creating space and clearing a lot of the noise of other people's expectations of society's mm-hmm. expectation of, well, you need, you need a nine to five and you need benefits. No, you just need to get clear on your own values. What is really important to you? What do you want your children to, to learn from you by example. Um, and to know that it is difficult and it is challenging and every day is not going to be perfect. But if you can look back and say, okay, most of the time I have achieved what I wanted to achieve, or I've, you know, um, made choices that align with my values, then, you know, you're probably in a good place, but it, it's not easy, (laughs) but it's so rewarding. And I will say too, for me, like, because I had my son at 37 and it was, you know, it was planned. It was intentional. I had done every single thing in life up to that point that I wanted to do. So I Mm -hmm. lived a very full life. And, um, so I kind of had this idea in my mind that this was, you know, going to be a priority and I was going to work everything else around it. So I think I I'm always mindful of that, that this, this is exactly what I wanted, you know? So he always comes first. And even when he's having like his terrible two tantrum, I'm like, well, he's supposed to, he's two. And again, (laughs) it's easy for me to say working up in my room all day while my husband's dealing with it. But, you know, I think flexibility, honoring your own values and getting clear on what they are and then making that time for yourself because you cannot be a good business person, a good mother, a good friend if you are just frazzled and like ready to bite everyone's head off because you're not taking care of yourself and everybody knows this like even my clients are like oh I know I know I know I need to make time for myself like no that has to be first 
Like yeah. you really, ha- you cannot, it's the whole putting on your, am- your air mask before you help other people on the plane, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to take care of yourself. It's not selfish because it's going to benefit them. So right. it's going to benefit your clients. It's going to benefit your coworker. It's going to benefit your family and you. So I think that's really important. Yeah. How generous to create the best version of yourself to give to other people, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good perspective. That's a good way to put it. It's generous. You're yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I love it. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, those are all the big questions that I have for you, but I do have some fun things at the end. I love to do little like rapid fire questions with people. I actually, I actually stole this from another podcast that I listened to. Um, I love that. But give they're me, just like, oh God, give me one sec. Sorry. Yeah, you're fine. Um, Sorry, this is what happens when you're trying to balance two jobs and a kid. <laughs> yep. Flexibility, right? Yeah. Um, oh, do you have to go now? Um, not just yet. Okay. We can do it. Let's sure? do it. Rapid fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do it really, really quickly. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yes. Okay. First thing that comes to your mind, favorite color? Black. Although I don't know if that's true, but that's what came to my mind. <laughs> In clothes, I like black clothes. <laughs> Great, I love it. A, a chic essential. Um, yeah. Coffee, coffee or tea? Oh, coffee to start my day, but tea throughout the rest of the day. Okay, I love it. Beach or mountains? Both. That's why I live here. <laughs> I can't choose. <laughs> I have to be on the beach looking at the mountains. That's the only way I like it. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, okay, you're stranded on a desert island. What three things are in your bag? That's a funny question because I just said to Dave the other day, I was looking at, we have a so Berkey water filter. It's a travel water filter. You could like, you can filter out like stream water if you needed to. So I would oh, take cool. the Berkey water filter <laughs> and the cast iron pan because you can cook anything. I said to him the other day, if we ever like had to like run, we're good with the water filter and the cast iron pan. <laughs> yeah. And then... I guess like any electronics would lose their battery and their charge and all of that. So and a book I would once I read it I already know what's going to happen so I can't keep reading it so I would say like a notebook and a pen so I can make my own stories and keep myself entertained I love that that was the most eclectic (laughs) list of anyone I've ever heard that was amazing I can drink (laughs) eat and be creative (laughs) I'm deceased that was incredible um what is your number one current obsession like it could be a book a food a podcast, a restaurant, a habit. I, oh my gosh, there's so many. I'm obsessed with Arielle Laurie. So I love all of her podcasts, her stories, her fashion. Like she is like who I would have been in a different life, I feel like. Um, And then, oh my gosh, books. I have so many books that I'm reading. Scout Sobel's book I'm reading right now, The Emotional Entrepreneur. I'm also obsessed with her, like I fangirl hard. She's Shout coming out. on the podcast too, which is going to be Next amazing. Yes. 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 I can't wait to talk to her. And we have the oh same hair. So I like that too. Like she straightens her, her, her thick, curly, dark hair. Um, so I love her. I just fangirl over her. And 
I'm really obsessed with like restorative yoga right now. So once a week I go mm -hmm. to this class, it's behind like a crystal shop and I love Ooh. the instructor, but it's like holding these gentle poses and it doesn't feel super active, but oh my God, like the flexibility and the mental benefits I get from that class. Like I mm -hmm. feel like high when I leave, it's incredible. So oh, I'm kind of obsessed so with good. that right now too. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Yeah. Inspiring me. I'm gonna have to go take yoga yes. after this. Yeah. Um, and this is, <laughs> this is my last question. This is my favorite question. What is in your fridge right now? Um, Probably leftover quinoa, a little <laughs> bit of chia pudding, some Yum. strawberries from Trader Joe's, um, my lemon juice for my lemon water, um, a Greek yogurt, kimchi, bee pollen, eye patches, macadamia nut milk. I know where everything is too. It all goes in the same. There's some eggs. <laughs> There's these coconut flour wraps. Um, I think we need to go shopping. I think that might be, there's some blueberries unless Wyland pulled them out and threw them all over the floor again. Oh my God. <laughs> I think that's it. We need to get some new things, but I think that's what's in there right now. <laughs> that is the most, that is the most stocked. I need to go shopping fridge that I've ever heard. I asked a friend of mine the same question and she was like, I think I have a lime in my fridge. Oh, so like, oh no. That is, we actually, we had to take par. duct tape and wrap it around the fridge because Wyland has now gotten strong enough to pull it open. <gasps> and then he just goes through everything oh. and he takes it and he just, he either gives it to you because he thinks he wants it or he drops it on the floor. So now oh we have God. to duct tape because we had latches and he broke those off. So now we have to duct tape the fridge. Yeah. Oh my God. That yeah. is hilarious. But he's really funny. He'll go in and he'll pick something and he'll go, mama, because it's something <gasps> I eat. Or he'll be like, yeah, for daddy. Or he'll be like, because mm, he wants to eat it. Oh my goodness. He's that funny. is so cute. Yeah, he's that. all into the food. He's definitely my child. Of course. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, that is all I have for you. Thank you for that. I feel like yeah. I just like, I feel like I just got mentally cleansed and rejuvenated. I'm going to like go take amazing. a walk and, and go eat some fruit after this. I love it. I love it. Thank <laughs> you for all your questions. Those were great. I feel like, of course. Yeah, I was like nervous. And I feel like, you know, that's good. We said it. <laughs> These are all great questions. Thank you so much. Um, you know, and uh, of course, you know, you and I can certainly pick this conversation up anytime. Um, but I oh, appreciate yeah. you taking the time to to sit with me into the meeting. So thank you. Me to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to rate and review and also follow along on Instagram at holistic.w.kristen. And I will see you soon.